Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm going to chat through body positivity and my thoughts and tips around the common sentiment, just love your body. Welcome back to the Daily Dollop podcast, everyone. It's going to be a great show today, a little bit less nutrition, a little bit more just thoughts and opinions about things. But for those of you tuning in to the show for the first time, my name's Kate Freeman and I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. And not so fun fact about me is that I spent a long time, a reasonably large portion of my life, not liking my body. And so I feel like I can relate to the, the difficulty of hearing the statement of just love your body and thinking, oh, that's not really that easy to just love your body. And the thing, though, is that upon reflection of this, though, for this episode, I've discovered that it's not just my body that I haven't liked. I've actually spent a large portion of my life not liking myself and you know, my body's been a part of that, but it's kind of like, I haven't liked myself. I haven't liked parts of my personality or felt like a failure in different areas or felt frustrated how I would react to things or not um, follow through with what I wanted to do and different things like that. And I've, yeah, spent a, a large portion of my late teens and early adult years, just not really liking myself, body included. And so Over the years, I have made a concerted effort to work through the relationship with myself and it's a pretty tricky one, you know, to manage. It's probably one of the most tricky relationships to manage. But I guess what I want to talk through today is a more lighthearted guide to self-love and just give you my thoughts and tips on this whole idea of just love your body. And you know, it's a really great sentiment. It's the only body you've got right? You can't swap out of it into another body. You're stuck inside of it. And that reality is sometimes a challenging pill to swallow. And, you know, if you've been hanging out on social media over the last, you know, five years or so, it's likely that you've come across some form of the self-love movement and things like um, the health at every size movement, which is also backed by you know, a growing body of scientific evidence. There's the Embrace movement by Taryn Brumfit. And then lots of different ones in between, lots of brands promoting, you know, more body diversity. Um, And, you know, there is just in general a rise in women and men that are fighting back against this cultural norm of just having to look a certain way in order to be a valued or healthy human being. And it's like, it's a great thing. I, I think it's excellent. And, you know, for me, after years of working in an industry, essentially helping people be thinner and leaner is that it's nice to know that there is, is this growing sort of pushback 
against this perfect body, right? Because I actually have found over the years that the drive to attain the perfect body and I've tried to attain it and I've seen hundreds of clients do the same does nothing but fill people with frustration, angst and despair in the long run. And, you know, the other more scary reality of this pressure is the desire to take really extreme measures to attain this this perfect body. And if you look at just some of the products out on the market today, you know, this really, um, you know, exemplifies this point. In 2012, an entrepreneur by the name of Greta Von Riel created a multi-million dollar business scale- selling Skinny Me Tea. So it's a tea that works as a laxative and it helps you be skinny, right? And she made millions of dollars selling this right? This is, this is the pressure our culture f- faces to be thin. You know, Kim Kardashian um, was promoting appetite suppressing lollipops. We've got celebrities wearing waist trainers, thousands, like literally thousands of websites and, you know, experts in inverted commas selling their own version of the keto diet. But if you really pay attention what those websites are selling just morphs with the trend. So before it was ke- before keto, it was it was paleo, you know, and and then they, we've had clean eating and just different sort of on trend dietary patterns. But unfortunately, you know, the consequences of extreme dietary intervention can include things like disordered eating, obsessive behaviors, social isolation, food anxiety, and can lead to you know, full-blown eating disorders as well. And I guess, you know, the thing that I've always found really challenging throughout my career and, you know, with this whole thing in helping helping people is where do I draw the line between making changes to their diet so that they can lose weight and be healthy for health and then those who are just wanting to be thinner, leaner because it's more socially acceptable to be so. So overall, I believe that the self-love movement in all of its many shapes and forms, you know, and it's kind of resonating to different personalities, which I think is excellent. I think it is a positive step in this direction of articulating the distinction between healthy and thin, healthy and beautiful. And because really at the end of the day, I believe the truth is that people don't actually want to be thinner. They want to be happy. And it's just that society has told them that they can't be happy unless their body is thinner. So they, you know, I I believe we're pursuing thinness and the perfect body because we believe it's going to make us happy because at the end of the day, I think that's what we truly want. And so, yeah, you know, there's just a lot of just challenges around this whole whole idea. And so as I mentioned though, right at the beginning, I think that loving your body is not that simple, right? You don't just wake up one day and feel completely comfortable with, you know, flashing your bikini clad body all over social media. And you know what? I think it's important to know and it's good news is that self-love doesn't actually mean you have to do that. So here are my, I guess, thoughts and tips around loving your body. My first piece of advice would be to check your thoughts. And if you tuned in to the Emotional Eating Deep Dive series, is that it will actually be a super amazing part of helping you form a better relationship with yourself and your body if you work on your thought life. So let's give you an idea of a scenario. Put on a dress, it's tight you have an unchecked thought that says, I'm the most disgusting person in the world. So 
letting your thoughts spill out of control can be really self-degrading because thoughts lead to feelings and feelings lead to actions and behaviours. And it's, I think, part of the reason why we self-sabotage, you know, healthy behaviour change. So I think before you start acting like you love your body in terms of, you know, behaving like you do is that you first need to start with your internal dialogue. And the great thing about it is that no one needs to know about this. You don't need to post it on social media for it to be true or something that you're doing. It's just the daily practice of nipping those toxic thoughts in the bud and not letting them spiral out of control. Just be like, "Mm, my dress is tight. Cool. Maybe I'll wear another dress. And that's it. Just like really nip that thought in the bud. Don't let it spiral into I'm the most disgusting person in the world. The next tip is to buy clothes that fit your body. So let's say this scenario is try on a new pair of jeans. You bend over like you're in the shop and you get a plumber's like your bottom sticks out the top and then you're like, oh, I have the worst body shape. No, you don't actually. The jeans suck. So go to another shop. It's the jeans fault. It's not your fault. There is a diversity of body shapes. There's nothing wrong with your body shape. It's just the jeans aren't good enough for you. So go and find another pair, right? I, for years, bought a size of underpants that were too small for me because I literally couldn't cope with the the shame of wearing a larger size. Like this is how ridiculous this stuff can get, right? I just couldn't buy, I've always bought size 10 undies. How, how could I dare buy a size 12? But my stupid tight undies would cut into my hips and indent my bottom and be super uncomfortable. And I'd feel gross in them because they would, you know, just be unflattering. I would feel awful. I'm so gross was my internal dialogue all because my undies were tight, right? Now I just buy a bigger size that just sit comfortably on me and I don't care what size they are. I don't care what the number says. If they feel good on me, I feel good about myself. My next thought is really stopping the critiquing of other people's bodies. So another scenario, Aunt Gertrude is visiting and brings up an old family friend, right? And she says, ah, you should see Betty. See how fat she is now, right? Now, the challenge with that is that you cringe because you wonder if maybe she says this to you about other people, right? And I honestly believe that we are not going to make much progress with self-love if we can't do the same for other people. So let's be the ones who move the conversation in another direction. I will never, ever talk about someone else's body with another person. And if they bring it up, I just kind of go, mm, and then change the subject. I, do, I will not engage in conversation about another person's body. It's just not right. It's not appropriate. I have no right to judge that body. And in fact, it's just a body. People are not their body shape. They are people who have a body shape. And regardless of what that shape is, they are valuable, wonderful, and worthy. My next tip is practicing just basic self-care, but to really create realistic expectations around that. So for example, right, you wake up and you see an Instagram influencer, right? And her to-do list for the morning is go to yoga, chant her self-love mantra, go for a mindful walk around the lake, drink a green smoothie, go to the gym, take supplements, complete a gratitude journal, right? And so she's just living this ultimate wellness lifestyle. And you're like, oh, frig, I ate lettuce today and I wore activewear because I thought about exercising. Right? You did awesome. I think that sometimes we get basic self-care mixed up with wellness woo, right? You don't need charcoal smoothies or activated nuts or a special routine of white noise or write gratitude journals. Heck, 
If you're a parent, you'll know that all the alone time you get is when you're in the bathroom and you're like, God, I'll leave me alone. I'm naked. Do you know what? I still, I still am like, guys, I'm naked. Please get out of my bedroom. We, yeah, we're, we're a generally open family. And so then they're like, we can see your boobs. I'm like, well, you came in here. If you don't want to see my boobs, you get out of my room. Anyway, sorry, that's an overshare. But I think doing really small, achievable, healthy behaviours every day is a really great way to prioritise yourself without the extra overwhelm overwhelm of just like having to overthrow your entire daily routine. Just do really small things. I'd be doing a really small ab stretch session in the mornings when I wake up. It's not very long. It's like five minutes. I just some, And sometimes this morning I just laid there all stretched out and did like one ab exercise and I was like, oh, do you know what I mean? But I felt good just lying there, just gives me some space. And then I'm, you know, the dog's jumping on my head or the children are like, ah, I need my lunch. So, you know, five minute body moisturizer after a shower, adding veggies to a meal, you know, a quick 10 minute walk if you can, right? Just little things, do achievable things. Next tip is unfollow the fitspo that makes you feel crap spo. If you are like me, you do consume some social content when you first wake up. I do scroll through my phone and I hate this habit, but I haven't managed to break it yet. And I'm, I'm, I'm still pre-contemplative in the change process for this. And so, you know, sometimes before our feet have even hit the ground, we've demolished 15 minutes of social content and we're feeling not good enough. So for me, I used to follow other influencers and nutrition programs, you know, telling myself that I was staying up to date with the industry. But a few years ago, I just unfollowed it all. I decided that my mental health was worth more than any competitive edge that I would gain from keeping tabs on my industry. And so the only thing that's in my social feed are just things that interest me. I'm following a lot of indoor plant um, profiles these days. Yeah, I'm into indoor plants. Dog training, I'm into that too now. Yeah, stuff like that. Indoor day decor, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm loving that. It's really nice. I'm seeing a lot less, you know, half naked women in my feed who have been filtered, which is a really good thing. The last thing I want to share is stopping restrictive dieting. I'm actually not going to go into this in detail because I've talked so much about this on the show, but you've just got to ditch that bad boy you are rebounding and overeating because you've been undereating and been far too restrictive. And you're not a disgusting, awful person with no willpower. You, it's just your the diet is not right for you. So find um, something that you can do every day for the rest of your life. That is where you want to focus your efforts. And if, if you need help and support with that, my team at the Healthy Eating Hub or the Healthy Eating Clinic can help you. So definitely check us out. Links to both my businesses will be in the show notes. But today, guys, I want you to love yourself in a realistic and sustainable way and have an amazing day. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike 
any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.